Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com ACAST. That's greenlight.com ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Out of space, we're leaving Mother Earth to save the human race. Our star blazers searching for a distant star, heading off to Iskandar, leaving all we love behind. Who knows what dangers we'll find? We must be strong and brave. Our home, we've got to save. If we don't, in just one year, Mother Earth will disappear. The problem was Deathlock was shooting comets at it, and they, they had the same effect as nuclear bombs, so almost the Earth was almost totally destroyed by them. Almost totally destroyed. So they had to go off and destroy Death Star. Uh, 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 Deathlock. I think that's right. Wow. Um, and the greatest... Fighting with the Sci-fi there ever was cartoon. When we arrive, the Earth will survive with our Star Blazers. I watched every damn Star Blazers, you better believe. From 1980 and I'd say 2 to 1980 and 4 maybe. Uh, I spent an entire summer inside. Went from healthy to a little butterball. <laughs> Which my neighbor Murph's dad called me, which I didn't understand what that meant. He said, You're getting to be a little butterball, huh? I'm like, I like I like butter. What do you mean? <laughs> Found out what it meant, I was devastated. Still not over it. But uh, yeah, Star Blazers was obviously my the greatest show ever, ever. It it shaped me very much. It was uh the ship was was um was the Argo, the American version, but it was the Yamato Japanese version, which of course was after the Japanese battleship, the Yamato. Which is a Japanese super battleship, which never had it. The Americans bombed it into the into the bottom of the ocean. Never had a chance to really fight. Hmm. But it was so gallant and beautiful. And I remember my dad got me from Mister Big Toy Land in Moody Street in Waltham mm-hmm. the star the Argo model. That was the I can still see the the beautiful. What's that called when I'm, 
like an album that has glossy glossy box of oh that was that was my apex 82 <laughs> 82 2022 <laughs> I would say your 2022 uh, is going no. pretty well and you know I how I know how, else, know how I know by the way you guys some of you guys who saw the star blazers know about it you want to hear the wave motion gun here you go <laughs> the weapon I want to destroy I, the earth. I know. There's a pure whiteout right now. There's so much gamma reactor th- stuff happening. Wave motion gun was fired from the um, bow of the ship. There was a big turret embedded in it. Kind of like a recessed lighting. <laughs> um. So there you go. So I was happy in 1982. Alice, I didn't know much. I knew I liked. I learned about Fenway Park nachos. Mm-hmm. Loved Choco Good version of chocolate milk and Star Blazers, and I was a happy person, happy little guy. 1982. But the the world came for me, and here I am now. And let me tell you why I know that I am not just in the back nine, but I'm about to. We're really calling it a night here. We are shoving on, which is fine for you because you're going to find so another great guy. I mean, not another great guy. You're going to find a great guy. It's going to be such a weird thing for you. <laughs> I don't um, really. I'm like so here's the thing. not looking forward to dating from what I've seen uh, of like well, what's out there. Well, it's going to be odd for people. you to be find There's somebody too normal. There's many horror stories. I can't. I don't think <sighs> I can date. A, so like, you want to know why I'm wincing in pain, Alice? Because uh, you took a walk with uh, Pepper. Okay, so this is what happened. Yesterday, you and I shoveled a lot. Mm-hmm. While shoveling a lot, I Mostly was me. my back. Please, my back was uh, whatever straight up. I could tell I was using all upper back. I I could tell yesterday as I was shoveling, I said we haven't done moved this stuff like this in many years. And I think this so, might have been the biggest single snowfall since we've been at this right. house. So this morning, mm-hmm. I um I could feel my back hurting. Certainly, it's I don't I'm, I don't think the the real pain has come. So listen to this. So I took the walk with Pepper, and then my back was thrashed, but still, just it was just beat up. But this is the problem we're talking about now is muscles. Mm-hmm. So then I I went to the store to shop. The guy who's checking me out is sneezing. <laughs> so I'm like, I thought that was like illegal. Yeah, now, I thought to my, sneeze so, in public. So I'm like, nobody sneezes anymore. And he goes, like, <laughs> I, and I'm like, well, I don't, but what? I don't understand it. Whatever. So he's sneezing. I come home with groceries. I unload the groceries here. This is perfect. Perfect time shot at gals. I'm unloading the groceries here. I'm suddenly feeling a little dehydrated and suddenly feeling like I'm coming down, ever so lightly coming down with something. I've had 17 COVID shots. (laughs) I think I'm fine there. But then I have to sneeze. Alice, this is in front of the table in our house, in the kitchen. (laughs) Not 53 minutes ago. I sneezed and threw out my back by sneezing. Why is that so funny? I'm sorry. That's hilarious. That's not hilarious. That's I really threw... funny. No, it's, it's not. really funny. To the point where I had to stand there for a while because if I moved my right leg, my muscle would pull. <laughs> sorry. I mean, that's very... No, you show the world your teeth if you're going to laugh at my pain. We haven't even talked about this yet. To the point where... That's very... It's not... That's very tragic. I'm really sorry. It's a sharp knife pain when I move my right leg now 
to my right side muscle whatever thing is, and it was... Um, is it like a sciatica thing? No. This is a sharp move right leg muscle. I pulled a muscle while sneezing. <laughs> in your leg, though, or in your back? My back. Yeah. I don't know what it is. All I know is that I've never had this quite before. Pinched nerve, maybe? Maybe it's a pinched nerve. But it, so it kills, and it, I've never, and I, so I, w- I was trying to walk across the, the living room, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, the, the dining room where the kids are there, and they're all laughing, of course, I'm thinking, <laughs> this is it, this is how I go, <laughs> as they step over me, as I writhe in pain, and I thought about you, I thought- you sneezed wrong. I sneezed, and I pulled, and now my, and now it's now it hurts, now when I exhale, it still hurts a little bit. I have to say, maybe you're not, a, you would never believe it to look at you. But maybe if you can injure yourself by sneezing, maybe you're not in actually in that great peak physical condition. Wow. <laughs> you are having so much fun. It's so interesting how <laughs> how much you just said the words to yourself and they backed they they hit you the wind blew and hit you right in the face with your own words and how thrilled you are with that. I'm kind of laughing at your reaction. And I was stuck in a downstairs chair while I was calling you, of course, but calling you doesn't mean anything because even though I can see you looking at the phone and not answering, it doesn't matter because you can't answer. So, I was literally on the phone with the doctor's oh, something, office for doing one something noble. My goodness, it's so interesting. Whenever I catch you flat-footed when I need you and you're not available, you're doing something incredibly noble. Maybe that's because that's okay. all I'm doing okay. all the time. So... So there you go. So I've I sometimes it's I still wince a little bit. I can't when I get up, I may be crying at some point. But you know what? That's good comic relief for you. Good comic relief from you. Hopefully, Alice. Maybe I'll, hopefully I can uh, really make your night. Maybe bleed from the ears a little bit before I go to bed. And ideally, get shuffled off into hell. Finally. All right. Oh God, dang it! Oh sorry. Okay. I didn't even know this existed on me, and it, now I can give you a massage or something. I mean, I I'm happy to help. It's whatever internal. way. I can. Do you need it to be iced? I mean, like, what can I do to help you? Just la- keep laughing. Do at you me, need Alice. me to it's prop so... you up on little pillows? <laughs> like, what do you need? What can I do to assist No, nothing. You? Okay. So, what did we talk about, Rogan, last night? Um. Yes, but you got the facts incorrect. I did. Yeah. I got the facts incorrect. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you're talking about. Did we play the audio? No. We, this was before his apology because you were talking about how he was like, he had corrected himself on the COVID data, which is true. He had corrected himself on the COVID data, but then he subsequently on Twitter afterwards, you know, pointed to more information that he was actually right. Because myocarditis actually is more common in people under 40 from the vaccine than for, from COVID. That goes directly counter to what he had learned on his show. Yeah, but that's because, that's because, so this, and let me explain this quickly, because there was confusion about, the, I received questions about this, about you getting the myocarditis facts incorrect, right? So there was this new study that showed that the risk of myocarditis from COVID is higher than the risk of myocarditis from the vaccine, but it was not separated out by age when they sep- they then subsequently separated it out by age and it did in fact confirm that for people under 40 in particular for men under 40 when you separate out by different groups and you don't just lump everyone together for men under 40 there is more risk of myocarditis from the vaccine than there is from COVID. wow that's pretty huge yeah but that's i mean so it has so to that be, tells so, me but it's what, not that, for everybody right okay but that's fine then why is he 
apologizing and doing crap like because he no he well he apologized for getting the facts wrong because he said <sighs> i think in what the person was saying was that in general the risk of myocarditis from covid is higher than from the vaccine which is true the risk of myocarditis overall for everybody is higher from covid than from the vaccine but the risk of myocarditis from covid goes up the older you get and the risk of myocarditis from the vaccine goes down the older you get. So for younger people, the vaccine, there's more risk of myocarditis than there is for older people. Gotcha. Right. Okay. There's one thing. Oh, sorry. I'll start with that. I... You can enjoy it, Alice. I'm holding it You can enjoy it, Alice. Let I'm it, holding let it, it in. Let it overcome you, Alice. <laughs> I know you're happy. Um, I'm just kidding. I know you. But, uh, but you are uh, amused. Okay. Uh, Dateline Japan Reuters Ivermectin shows antiviral effect against COVID Japanese company says Tokyo I can't wait for our new YouTube band Japanese to kick trading, in later tonight oh, damn it it's okay it. no, it's fine oh. I'm sure well but that's okay find us on Rumble everybody this is a Reuters uh, Reuters if you can't piece. find this video look on Rumble United States too mm -hmm. it's Reuters Reuters uh, Tokyo Japanese trading pharmaceuticals company Koa company LTD on Monday said that uh, anti-parasite drug ivermectin showed an antiviral effect against Omicron and other coronavirus variants in joint non-clinical research. Um, oh, it's now this one's making me, making me. Um, what did you get paywalled out of? Yeah, it? I got paywalled out of Reuters. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, it is. Don't you remember last year they went behind a paywall and it was like a big deal because there's only two, like, I mean, two even supposedly in theory straight news. I mean, I guess there's like AFP too, but the two big ones in the U.S. are AP and Reuters, right? So, and right. Reuters is going behind a paywall. Um, so that the was company which has been working with Tokyo's Kitasato University on testing the drug as a potential treatment for COVID-19 did not provide further details. Cl clinical trials are ongoing, but promotion of ivermectin as a COVID-19 treatment has generated controversy. Prominent vaccine skeptic Joe Rogan, whose podcast on Spotify has prompted protests by singers Joni Mitchell and Neil Young... First of all, I think calling him a vaccine skeptic is a little but extreme. It's also weird for writers to so quickly flood the zone with the latest um, like mm -hmm. gossip pablum. Uh, has long stirred controversy with his views on the pandemic, government mandates, and COVID-19 vaccines. Co Rogan has questioned the need for these vaccines on his show and said he will use ivermectin. This is unnecessary um, reporting, of course. Mm-hmm. Like why? Why is the third? Why are we talking about Joe Rogan in the third paragraph again here um, on a story about a Japanese study? The drug is not approved for treatment of COVID nineteen in Japan, and the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, the World Health Organization, the EU drug Merck, which makes the drug, have warned against its use due to a lack of scientific evidence that it has a therapeutic effect. And its guidance on its website, da -da 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 so anyway, they did this study, and the oh, the only news in this thing is that a new study shows that it had an antiviral effect. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, uh, and I had people call me up today and say, hey, Merck themselves said it didn't work. Like, I don't trust anybody. These are all lawyers making these decisions at this point. Mm -hmm. So, all well, right. And if Merck can sell a more expensive, newer therapeutic that they've just Which developed they instead of an older therapeutic that they developed years ago that's plentiful and cheap like obviously they're going to want to do that just from their own self-interest but but i mean like i don't even really like 
care to get into the like does ivermectin work or not debate because it's not even the point right the point is that somehow bizarrely joe rogan's podcast has become the only place in america where anybody's even allowed to talk about this which is crazy like that's what's insane i mean people are like oh you shouldn't go to joe rogan for medical advice like, of course not, but apparently that's the only place anybody can ever go to talk about whether or not ivermectin works, because that's, like, the only place in, in all of media where anybody's allowed to even talk about ivermectin, because it's banned off YouTube, it's banned off all the cable news, it's, like, I mean, they created this situation by blacking out, by doing, like, this media blackout everywhere else. It's incredible. So now we have this weird situation where we have Joe Rogan trying to sort through medical information on his show and he's the first person to say he's like I'm not a doctor I don't know this stuff and this is what happens like when he does get caught flat-footed by somebody where somebody says but what about this study and you didn't read this study and he's like oh I don't know and he looks it up and he's like yeah it looks like that study says that I don't know but this is and I mean and I mean mainstream what I said about that study where the what he was told on his show wasn't adjusted by like age and sex and whatever, this was also debunked and talked about by people who are mainstream like Vinay Prasad and Tracy Hogg and stuff. And so there's, I mean, this is, when I look at people who are talking about the data who are normal mainstream people, this is also what they're saying. So I, it this shouldn't be like some crazy information, but the idea that the only media outlet in America is the Joe Rogan experience that any of this conversation is happening is a situation created entirely by the mainstream media and the medical establishment and the Biden administration and everybody else. Right. But, but it also seems to me, and you're right about that. And I think that there, that, that more and more you'd be foolish to not say there was a concerted effort to not just prioritize, but uniquely focus solely on vaccines. Um, to the detriment of everything else. So, in other words, deny everything else. There was no more, there was no other off-ramp to this than a vaccine. That was a messaging that we were trying to push out there, mm-hmm. that they were trying to push out there, which is why now we're right. hearing this stuff. And it's I funny think- weird that we're now two years in, and suddenly some of these hard and fast truths that we have, that you were verboten to question or else you get banned on a thousand things, two years into this now, some of these hard and fast, hard and fast truths are sunsetting, right? Including freaking masks, including now, I guess ivermectin, uh, and who the hell knows what else at this point? Who knows what else at this point? You were not, you know, Trump was wrong and careless for spitballing in front of people mm-hmm. at the White House about what means what, but. The fact that it was decided that nobody, that the only messaging was the hardline maximalist messaging from Fauci, etc., and that's all that would be allowed, and nobody was allowed to spitball anywhere, that has been a criminal um, um, infringement, I think. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the problem, right, is that... Certain outlets aren't allowed to ever get anything wrong, and other outlets are allowed to get, including Fauci and including like our own government, are allowed to get everything wrong all the time, and we're still supposed to trust them implicitly, right? And that's really 
the issue here is uh, when we're talking about battling misinformation, I mean, it sounds good in theory, right? Like, don't let people go around telling people stuff that's not true. Don't go around telling people to drink bleach, which obviously never happened or whatever. But inject bleach, whatever the stupid thing is, right? Like, so obviously we know that, you know, people believing stuff that's not true isn't good, right? But... The mainstream establishment has also said a lot of stuff that has turned out not to be true. And they can say, well, we didn't know it wasn't true. We thought it was true at the time. The science changed. We got more evidence, whatever. The truth is you were also wrong. The truth is you also spread so-called misinformation. And you're not going to be held accountable for that because you're the ones deciding what was misinformation and what isn't. And you're willing to give yourself all the credit in the world for trying your best to get the information right and not give Joe Rogan or anybody else credit for getting anything right ever you know so this is the problem and it's it's the thing with the left right is it's like one standard for them and one standard for everybody else you know there when joe rogan gets something wrong or when fox news gets something wrong or whatever when they turn out when something turns out to not be true that they said then they're misinformation and they're terrible and when cnn gets things wrong they were just trying their best and oh well whoops too bad you know, but that's that's the way that this works is that the left like all these things sound good. It's the same thing that I think about, like the regulation of the tech companies. Well, they're so unfair to conservatives, right? They need to be fair. Do you think that you can ever make it so that the people who are in those tech companies will ever be fair to conservatives? Like you can set up all no. the rules that you want about how they have to be fair and they're going to enforce them against one group of people only. The only answer is to have, like, fewer rules because they're only going to enforce whatever rules they have against you. It's like with the Capitol riots, too, right? Like, the Black Lives Matter people riot all summer long for months and months and months, burn down whole cities, get people killed, and nobody's held responsible. They're not shunned from polite society. But conservatives have one bad day where people get out of control and act like idiots at the Capitol and it's the end of freaking democracy and they all need to be held in jail to the maximum possible amount of time ever, right? Like, the rules are not for you. They are being enforced by people who hate you. So that more, is absolutely more true. rules by the way, never Alice, gonna help us. Correct. By the way, Nicole Hannah-Jones has waited on Rogan and guess mm-hmm. what her uh, discovery was? He's racist? Correct. Rogan dabbles in racist tropes and y'all are fine with that because apparently the opposite of woke is racist. I mean, it's what did he do that's racist? Can it's anybody tell me? He's because he dabbles in racist. The opposite. What of did he? When did he dabble in racist tropes? <clears throat> when did he dabble? I must know. He dabbled in racist tropes because that's what he does. He's Rogan. <sighs> okay. Patriot takes us multiple clips of Rogan saying the N word. This is who the right is defending. Hmm. Do you think there's any chance Joe Biden has ever said the N word? Uh. Well. Uh. I'm sure, but you know what? I think Joe Rogan is a comedian and using the N-word in a colorful way. But if she wants to say it, that's fine. That's fine. It can only be that he's racist. It can only be that he's racist. That's right. Mm. So anyway, I thought you were playing the Star Blazer song at the beginning because of my Space Force news story. No, go ahead. Um, Which is, this is from military.com. By the way, you want to hear something heartbreaking before? that over you're uh, knocking your bottle of uh, over stop uh, uh, you hear what's tragic what's tragic? the reason i have this water bottle with 
uh, Bloody Mary in it. Yes. Yeah, is because I didn't notice, but I opened this. I only have one of these left. This is mm-hmm. two from yesterday. Is that this Cutwater Spicy Bloody Mary? Mm-hmm. I opened it, and then I read the can. Then I read it says shake well. <laughs> it's impossible to shake well a can you've opened. It also, why don't you have big, we should say cut water, spicy, bloody Mary, first ever can that you should shake. <laughs> Go ahead, Alice. <laughs> I'm shaking well. Okay. I may, uh, it may fly out of my hand in a second, Alice, if my back sneeze spasm acts up again. Okay. I'll try to bear that in mind. Anyway. Um, if you recall, uh, Space Force was started under Trump. Uh, Jen Psaki made fun of it. It uh, is a real new branch of the armed forces. Yes, correct. Correct. It's part of. It's, is it not part of the Air Force? I guess it's not. I guess it kind of is. But anyway, so um, they're still having problems because apparently, uh members of the public don't believe in the Space Force. Like, they don't know that it's right. real or think that it's true. And there's lots of places that offer military benefits where you have to, like, show your military ID and they, right. like, think it's made up. So they're hassling the Space Force guardians, which is what we call people who are in the Space Force. It, uh, maybe we should have <laughs> taken baby steps into the names. <laughs> so anyway, um, but this is... You know, the fact that they're all grounded, for one... You know, it's at least uh, Xander and uh, and Starblazers. There was uh, Derek Wildstar. Ow. At least they were in space. Uh, this space force right here is occupying cubicles. Yeah. Um, so anyway, but Thank this you, is Alice. from Military dot com, um, and it chronicles some of the. The uh, hazards of being a member of the Space Force when you're trying to get your military benefits places. Uh, A Space Force captain traveling with their spouse stood stunned at the Spirit Airlines ticket counter this past October, hoping to take advantage of the company's waived baggage fees for active duty service members. But there was a problem. The Spirit employee didn't believe that the Space Force exists. The officer showed a military-issued ID card, pulled up the official website on their phone, and explained the recent history of the Space Force. The desk attendant believed the service member was no longer active in the Air Force and couldn't comprehend the existence of a new branch and did not want to issue the discount. In that moment, I was flabbergasted, said the officer who spoke to Military.com on the condition of anonymity for fear of reprisal by Space Force superiors. We tried to take it on methodically and convince him that the Space Force was real. It wasn't until a spirit supervisor got involved that the Guardian finally received the discount and the couple went on their way without paying the baggage fees. A few days later, the Space Force officer received an emailed apology from the airline. The incident illustrated what many Guardians have found all too familiar, a public that doesn't understand America's newest military branch or believes it's just a tepidly reviewed Netflix series. It's been two years since Donald Trump signed a defense policy bill and created the Space Force, a separate service branch under the Department of the Air Force. But Guardians have taken to social media and told Military.com about how civilians seem befuddled by the concept of the new branch. While the Space Force's mission to protect and defend the U.S. satellite fleet is crucial in everything from the country's reliance on GPS to detecting abnormalities in the Earth's orbit, many in the general public have not grasped it. Connor Williams, a Space Force ROTC cadet... I think one of the problems is that, you know, it was immediately jumped on as a joke when Trump mentioned it. Mm -hmm. 
So it's like Trump saying that there are coyotes bringing people across the borders. You have literally dogs are carrying babies across the border. It was like, uh, sorry. So anyway, it talks about the first ROTC cadet who's joining Space Force, who was made fun of by members of the public when he told people which branch he was joining. Um, and then they go on to talk about how the public has been slow to catch on that they're that it exists and recent military leaders have muddied the relationship between the air force and the space force. So, yeah, I mean, this is really, it's really about hating Trump. You know, if, well, if right. president Hillary Clinton had created a space force, people would know it was real because of the course. media would have been all over it from day one, how incredible this was and how historic this was. And isn't it amazing? And isn't it wonderful? And isn't Hillary Clinton a genius for thinking of this, et cetera, et cetera. Right. But because Trump did it, it's a joke, and it's remained a joke. Jen Psaki made fun of it from the White House press room, and the media has not covered its existence at all. So we've left a bunch of people that we've asked to join this been, new branch of the armed forces. I hate to, I hate to defend the detractors, Alice, but there's a few things wrong here. Mm-hmm. One, we don't have any spaceships. Um, <laughs> uh, two... There are uh, 6,800 t- guardians and 6,700 oh, civilian employees of the Space Force, Tom. It's real. They're guarding your satellites, Tom. You want your GPS to work? Uh, I'm fine at this point. Uh, two, the the logo looks like Star Trek. Right. Which which this would all be good Was there had there been a fleet of spaceships. There's not. <laughs> and look, when the U.S. Army Air Corps was partitioned and became the Air Force, there were, in the Navy, well, the Navy's got its own things, but there were, there was a whole bunch of airplanes we were using in World War II. Although I'm sure that the Air Force people still took crap, um, the earlier adopters. But there was there were already cool planes. Actually, you know, they probably didn't because not only were the cool pl- planes coming out of World War II. But they used them they were to cool, do stuff. Well, but not only were the cool planes coming out of World War II, but they were supersonic jet airplanes that were kick-ass awesome to watch. Mm-hmm. So... So it probably shut people up pretty quick, but so maintaining the satellite fleet doesn't have the same cache. No, from a keyboard. <laughs> we have, we have, we have. I don't have think you should be making fun of country. people who volunteer to serve our country. I'm not making fun force. of people to vo- volunteering. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that the marketing was done wrong. Where it's it's ahead of its way ahead of itself. So you think the name Guardians went a little far too? Yes, it's a little too soon. Yes, like it, 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 yeah. It's not, it's, it, the launch was, it maybe in a few years. Like in 2006, my work at WRKO sent me to, I guess it was 2006. I think it was 2006. But they sent me to go to something called, or 2007, or I'm not sure. Go to something, they had to pay 500 bucks. They weren't happy to send me. Mm-hmm. But they sent me to something called Podcast Academy. So what there was, this guy who used to work for MTV had a, had an iPod and found a way to use an XML file to make it so that stuff would automatically load into his iPad. Mm-hmm. And since it's or iPod, and so since it was called an iPod, he called it podcasting instead of broadcasting. Gotcha. Yeah. So they sent me to the Podcast Academy, mm-hmm. and I went there. I learned about a wine making podcast, and this would be the thing of the future, and this would be change everything. And I was a true believer. I'm like, oh my god, they're right. It will. This is right. And I came home and I, I, I ran to the director of sales and program director. I said, this is incredible. Podcasting is going to be everything. It's everything. Oh, my good. You don't understand. Everything will be podcasts. It'll be sports podcasts and, and it'll be news. And, I mean, everything will be podcasts. It'll just keep overwriting itself, sending it down to iPods. This is incredible. Um, but it wasn't. 
and it wasn't anything at all. And I even I even mocked up a new website for WRKO to be all podcasts, etc. Mm-hmm. Like all this idea, and it wasn't. It was a foolish and stupid idea in two thousand seven. It is now, right. of course, now a brilliant and no duh idea now. I feel like it really took until Serial was the first time that I feel like mainstream regular people went out and were listening to a podcast. Uh, sure. In large, like, huge numbers. That's the first time. Sure, but, but wasn't it was that also like on, on NPR? Radar. Wasn't that also on NPR? Or was it just a podcast? I don't know. I Let's not talk about it. Because it's really just, it's just a... Just a Side note about yeah. the Space Force. Um, right. But... So I just think it's not it's it's a little early, and the guardians like, Ugh. and plus, what's a national guard person? Is that they're not a guardian? I don't know. No, they're guardsmen, aren't they? I don't know else. I don't know. A, I don't know. So and also, you know what sucks about that story is that they they had to be anybody who's has to prostrate themselves in front of the line level <laughs> Spirit Airlines. If you're having any time, I'm booked on Spirit Airlines. I contemplate just committing suicide instead. It is a horrific experience. Maybe it's changed, but uh, but unless if it hasn't, then <clears throat> well, thank you. So I do like the story though, and good. I'm all for if anybody part of Space Force. I'm I think that the next, uh, if I well, if I were running for president in 2024, let's say, I would definitely make it a major. Uh, part of my campaign to bring honor and glory back to the space force and have have actual spaceships okay i mean people are doing it like virgin galactic if jeff bezos is sending people into space and elon musk like why not why not our military i don't well we're having those guys do it so it's cheaper it's just it's just it's useless that's what it is no it's not okay I want us to shoot communists from space, honey. Okay, let me talk, play my guy right here. This is Chris Fiore. He's a white guy on TikTok. You're going to find out he's white in just a moment. Everything I say about gender is influenced by my whiteness, which is obvious, but there's an interesting second part to this. The rejections of gender and gender roles that I create and embody will still come from my whiteness, those acceptable to my constructions of self as a white person. I will likely uphold and encourage white beauty standards and see and more immediately accept other white rejections of gender. Essentially, even the most critical analysis of gender I have will still be white, and white gender rejection can and does uphold whiteness and white supremacy. Queer appropriation of African American vernacular English is one example of this, as is mainstream exclusion of fashion excellence in black representations of masculinity, while celebrating white men for having basic hygiene as if they're revolutionaries. Of course, that's not to say we can't attempt to take in other viewpoints, but it's still going to be a fundamentally white perspective. Even this is a white perspective. It's literally the only one I can give you. So if you want to learn how other people construct and deconstruct gender, you need to learn it from someone who doesn't look like me. Is he asking us to pummel him to death? <laughs> is that what he's asking? It's so interesting. I am I am so terrible and white that I'm terrible and white in more than one way. I'm terrible and white, but even me saying that comes from me being terrible and white. Even me saying that comes from terrible and white. I'm so terrible and white that even this last 11 seconds is terrible and white. And the queer appropriation of black stuff is also mostly terrible and white. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Don't listen to anybody white. Is this all him just saying I'm sorry for growing up in Wellesley, Massachusetts? Is that what this is? Because I think it is. Because to 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 sell away, to beat in the public square your own skin color, 
And even say that you beating on your own skin color is still right. too white. Right. But for to do it is cost you nothing. You can't do you you can't remit payment pigment payment. There's no I mean way he probably is also sending people money to their uh, reparations cash app accounts or whatever. I don't know, but I think that this is this is just another example where this is just another rich kid with nothing to do trying to find a cause that really shows him as a really caring and thinking person. And there's no better way than to, you know, sacrifice yourself and by, you know, I'm I am I am understanding enough to know how terrible I am. That's the work I've put in to try to make a better world. That's what I've done. That dude is useless. Mm -hmm. But that's exactly the same mentality that leads people to say, Biden needs to appoint a black woman to the Supreme Court. He needs to select a black woman vice president. You know, because... They're essentially saying that the whiteness is the problem and that we need to have a black woman or whoever so that we can, you know, start to make amends. We can, because because it's not about the actualities of the policy. You know, Rand Paul can put forward a bill that solves the problem of no-knock raids that killed Breonna Taylor and has Breonna Taylor's name on it, but it's not acceptable because it's coming from a white man. Because they believe that the only good things and only good ideas can come from a person with the right skin tone. Which is not actually what you would logically assume when somebody says that, you know, oppression of oppression and racism in America are coming from systemic issues. Which, I mean, in a sense, I would kind of agree with right like the there there are underlying things that are going on that make it harder in the united states for a black person to get ahead overall on average right like i mean black families have lower net worth overall which makes it harder for them well, to buy homes well, which makes it harder well, for them hold to on. Hold on. build net worth it, it, right it, 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 I, I think you have to say legacy black people Mm-hmm. Because if you're coming home over here from Nairobi, generally you're doing pretty well. Well, right. But on average, in the United mm-hmm. States, black households have lower net worth than white households. Exactly. Although, right? you take so away the top 10%, it's fairly close. Right. But, I mean, the point is that's like a systemic mm-hmm. thing, right? That's, I mean, that's what I would call a systemic issue. Black children, in general, are receiving a worse education for mm-hmm. systemic reasons. Not because a person not because this person so those are disparities and equities about- but that said right, but that not- said mm-hmm. the bottom 10% of wage earners in the United States still have an iPhone right so but i'm not trying to deny that but my point is just that you know republicans like Rand Paul creating, you know, opportunity zones for impoverished cities and whatever. Republicans and white men and whoever else can just as easily put forward, you know, plans that disempower teachers unions that work on some of these so-called systemic inequities, right? There can be good ideas that come from anybody, regardless of their skin color, that do things to improve life for black people on average, right? Of course there can. Or like, you know, we had talked about, uh, what's it called? The thing that you got into from Reason Magazine the other day when the cops seized people's ass. Civil asset forfeiture. Yes, yes. Right? Like, I would say on average, that probably impacts people of color in the United States more than white people on average, Mm -hmm. right? So if you were to get rid of civil asset forfeiture, 
then that would help black people proportionally more than white people probably. But it's not, but you know, that's true. Whether the idea comes from a black politician or a white politician or whose, you know, voices we're listening to or whatever. Like, that's why people say like the point should be the policies, not like the skin color of the person proposing the thing. But this, what the, the philosophy that this person is espousing is the opposite of that. You know, he could have totally fine ideas to solve systemic problems or whatever, but we can't, he won't even tell us what his ideas are because he's so obsessed with talking about the fact that he has whiteness and we shouldn't even listen to him at all and we should go find some black person who maybe has, doesn't have good ideas. Like maybe there are lots of black people that have great ideas for stuff and there are lots of black people that so don't. So if this, if this like next, if this next Supreme Court uh, nominee mm-hmm. is a black woman. Yeah. And she rules on the side of poll taxes, literacy tests, and pro uh, redlining based on race. It's still okay because it's coming from a black person. I mean, I think they would say no, but I think they would say they want Biden So do they want a progressive or do they want a black woman? Or- they want both. Okay. They want both. But, but, but they- it doesn't seem to, they, they didn't say they want both. If you, if you, if you mm-hmm. look at the people saying, well, we need to have a black person, a black woman. They just want a black woman. They don't. Right. Nobody he seems to be. Nobody knows. First of all, anything about any of these women. Right. There, people are learning right now. Everybody found out their names this week. But I, you know, they wouldn't want Condoleezza Rice, obviously. Right. So they're, you know, you don't even have to go to poll taxes and literacy tests and redlining. So then you can so just then, go to a. They just wouldn't want a standard black Republican woman. They wouldn't want the lieutenant governor of Virginia. Right. They don't want any, I mean, like, the, so obviously they want both, but they want to hear it from a black woman because to them, the message has no legitimacy unless it's coming from a person of the right intersectionality status. I mean, if we could get a queer black woman, that would really be something. Then, uh, but. <laughs> the constituency may not be thrilled. <laughs> but it's, so it's funny. The thing about this is that it's so simple, it's so absurd, it's antithetical to any real intellectual reasoning. Somebody's skin pigment. I mean, this is somebody who's going to be interpreting the Constitution of the United States and law. That's what they are. All they really, all their body and their blackness or whiteness, whatever it is, is to do is to carry the brain to the Supreme Court every day. That's it. The brain is doing the work here. This is not anything more. Than, than somebody's interpretations. This is law stuff, right? Right. But for the, so to think that, no, 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 it has to come out of the unique perspective of, no, no. If we're all, you know, coming up with a bunch of vignette short stories and maybe perspectives might be interesting, but we don't want perspective. I don't care if somebody grew up in Harlem or grew up in Wellesley, Massachusetts, and, and, what, uh, and what experiences they had instead of growing. First of all, they're all my age, so... I hate to tell you, the hard racism stuff was over. It's true. It just was. There were a-holes, and there still are. There's no doubt about that. But the big stuff was over. Condi Rice, it was not over. That was her little friend who got blown up at that church. You know, so... So... It's just... It's it's absolutely ridiculous. What's going to happen... What's going to happen is this. hmm Blacks are doing better and better in this country. They're getting more educated, and they're getting... Um, they're making more money. And they'll continue to make more money. Mm-hmm. They certainly were under Trump. 
Oh, absolutely. And what's going to happen is that they're going to continue to do better and better. Black women tend not to intermarriage, interracial marriage as much as uh, black men. Well, nobody Which, tends to interracial marriage. Well, no, no, but black women especially. It's it, mm-hmm. but, but but black men do as well. So uh, you know, you know, if there's more intermarriage, and it mm-hmm. it's harder to have a racist, uh, a race bait based, a race bait project, if you can't tell any races anymore. It could be done, no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. But but I think that that what'll happen is, uh, and what's happening already probably is, what's evident is that a college-educated young black woman who's an entrepreneur or works in, or owns a business, etc., um, who has gone to church her whole life, same with a white person, probably has more conservative tendencies than liberal tendencies. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless they're part of the activist class, which is all we see now. Right. Um so, but don't you remember that piece that the New York Times did a while ago? I know we talked about it on here. This was like from last year um, when they said like they ran a whole like race uh, advice column about which black people should I believe because it seems like some different some I'm supposed to listen to the black voices, but I don't know which ones because sometimes black people don't always agree with each other and I don't know what to do then. Like it's just. That, but that's the problem is because they've put so much of a focus on like personal experience and storytelling and, you know, perspectives from particular groups that it doesn't seem to matter what the actual policy implications for a group of people is or isn't anymore. Right. And, and that's the issue because the real answer should be, you know, listen to a bunch of black people and a bunch of white people and any other people that you think might be interesting. And then, you know, listen to what they have to say and then think about it and then decide what you think, like decide what it is, that, what conclusion to draw about who you think is right. But they can't just say that because you're you're supposed to believe black people no matter what, because you're a white person who has a white perspective, which is inherently worse. So you can't obviously... You have no idea how to judge between different black people who disagree with each other. How can you tell who to believe anymore? Like, it's an incredible, weird, like, self-abasement. Like, I can't, I can't tell anything. I'm just a white person. I can't decide. I don't know what's right and wrong. Let's go to my friend Nicole Baldwin. Ready? Ready. Roll call. Uh, My name's Nicole, and I'm a doctor kids. She's jumping up and down doing a cheer with a matching t-shirt as her friend Todd. Help parents not put their lids. Woo! Ready? Ready. Roll call. I'm Dr. Todd. I know the tricks to keeping kids from getting sick. Woo! Oh my God, Todd. You do have to go to college to be a doctor, right? (laughs) Lots of college, yes. What are we going to do? It's like... People just don't believe us anymore. I know, I know, Nicole. You know what? These people would rather just listen to some... We'll put our creativity together in a poetry slamish, dancist kind of cheer, and all the dumbs will believe us then. Right, Todd? Talk right, about Nicole? something that could have used input from a little bit fewer white people. Oh, my God. <laughs> random person or somebody on social media? I bet they couldn't even pass Mr. Jenkins' ninth grade science class. I- the fact that they think... Okay, this is... We're putting our minds together... These two people are dumbs. This is a dumb. She's a dumb and he's a dumb. They might be good at broken bones. These are dumb brained people. 
That's why people look at them and say, you guys suck. I totally know what you're saying, Todd. And, but I just, what are we gonna do? I don't know, maybe, wait, what if we created the perfect cheer? This is serious, by the way, you guys, this is serious. This is yeah, this is not a parody. This is made by people who want you to believe science. <laughs> vaccinate! Facts, vaccinate! Who's that girl talking about vaccines? It's me. It's me. Who's that girl talking about vaccines? It's me. It's me. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. And that's the last we see, Alice. That's it. The wave motion gun mercifully destroys a planet, killing everybody on it. Thank God. We don't have to worry about my side muscle pull from my sneeze anymore. But poor Dr. Nicole, because she was, um, this did not receive quite the reception that she wanted it to on Twitter, actually, though. Which is fantastic. So she bitches and moans, and moans oh, that, that time when you try to post something fun and all the mean... Liars find go to some website with in with incorrect information. She called Libs of TikTok a BS disinformation right. account. All he did is post her video. But the best thing is, what's the disinformation Alice, that they from posting? Her right, video? she goes after Libs of TikTok, of course, with lots of people seeing her tweet. Of course, now that she's famous, all that Libs of TikTok does is post yes, things that liberals right. post. Right, <laughs> but, no but this was, it was done it's done hating. The best thing is, Alice, she's now you know the, the world converged upon her. Are you just looking at her tweet? Uh, I don't have it up in front of me. Grab it yeah. if you don't mind to. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, the, uh, of course, people saw this and said he can't can't be right. Can't be right. And went after her and tried to, to, to humiliate her, which they should, of course, because this is an insult to the world, which is why the world should be destroyed for this. Do you see it? Mm-hmm. So well, listen, this is her high profile. Uh, go ahead. She says, well, this has been fun. This user put my tweet on their amazing feed of BS misinformation, and now all their fun followers are coming at me. I guess at least now I have something to do while I'm waiting to catch my plane. No, that's not it, Alice. That's not, not it. How does she end it? Um, she ends it with a screenshot of the libs of TikTok. Oh, sorry. Hashtag blocked. Okay. Next thing. At shots heard. Next, is- next thing. At Dr. Todd Woe. She f***ing throws Todd under the bus. She th- sells him down the river. Todd, her her fucking her cheer partner, she sells down the river so he'll take some incoming so she doesn't have to take it all. Can you imagine what a vile person she is? Poor Todd. He doesn't know I don't have that much sympathy for Todd. He appeared in the video of his own free will. <sighs> He's And they routinely, actually, as I was like looking through her feed, it's like a thing they do. They're part of a group of pediatricians that don't 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 or as she hashtags tweet eatrician um that they uh put out little song and dance moves about that <laughs> if there is a if there is a argo in a wild star i am begging you to destroy this earth immediately and go for todd's position please Wait, I thought you. I thought you felt bad for Todd, and you. Wanted- no, no, I want Todd it, it, it eviscerated immediately. Eight six. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's I, it been a long day for Tom. 
Uh, thank you, everyone. You cannot reach Tom at that number except during, what are your hours now? During the hours of 11 to 3 on WTIC, Hartford, Connecticut. You can find us, that's the Burn Barrel Podcast, at Burn Barrel Pod on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast, Burn Barrel Podcast.com. We're on YouTube, although we might not be after this show. No. Uh, we are on Rumble, though, all the time, so you can find us at rumble.com slash slee slash burn barrel. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait, is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.